See, this is why you need to learn big words, Terry. <laughs> Shut all the way up, bro. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go, Cole. Yeah. I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't shut your ass <laughs> up, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Revelations, the place where we speak truth to power. I'm Cole Johnson. I'm so glad you're able to join us. How can I describe my next guest? Okay. Being a car salesman is his nine to five. However, his voice carries a powerful punch. His mixture of humor, cautionary tales, and uncle-like wisdom makes a must-watch all throughout social media. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder and moderator and producer of the Knucklehead Chronicles podcast and the co-executive producer of WLEO 26.7 Radio, the loquacious Terry Little. And this is his revelation. So how are you doing, man? Well, you know, <laughs> what's going on? First of all, let me say this right here before we get in, 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 into it. Thank you for the intro. The intro was dope. Right? Thank you. Thank and you. I'm glad you picked a picture that didn't have a book in it. That would have been amazing. But that one's close. That one's real close. <laughs> that was a bad day that day, too. So you, I remember that picture. But thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, man. I am good. I am good. Life is good, man. Um, uh, dealing with you know, you know my son, mm-hmm. autism, and dealing with that every, on a daily basis, and you know it's, it's life. You know, and yeah, dealing with death. I know I've had about four people that passed away in the last two weeks that I knew, um, and so it's it's tough out here. But yeah, I'm good. You, man, I cannot complain, dude. I I, I seriously, I mean, yeah, of course, life throws you curveballs. That's oh, yeah, obvious, definitely. but. But you know things are great, man. I, I, you know, all things literally considered, I cannot complain one single iota. Me either, uh, me and one of the reasons why is actually you. I mean, I get a chance to chop it up with a friend of mine, and oh. yeah. and you know, it's been a minute, and I'm so glad that you actually decided to come this way. For sure, uh, man. It's been a minute. I'm here all day. <laughs> I Just love it, brother. All right. <laughs> so, you know how we like to roll here is, you know, I know you, but. Maybe somebody out there doesn't. So in conversations, we like to do what is called hmm, open the way, shall we? Now, the reason why this is open the way conversation starts when 
vulnerability enters this room. So your roots begin, sir, in, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. No, no, go ahead. Ask, yeah. I was gonna say, so your roots begin in North Carolina. I almost want to go PD Pablo and go, North Carolina. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Spinning <laughs> like, like a helicopter. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, uh, so your roots begin there. Uh, how were your formative years? Um, my formative years, man, were um I can't compl- I can't complain about those. Uh, even though there were some things that happened in my in my formative years that shaped me into the man that I am today. You know, uh, if anybody listened to my podcast, um, I have a series called the origin where I actually tell my uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, my formative years didn't really get bad until like I was 16 or 17. And my mother told me that the man that raised me wasn't my father. Um, that was, that was devastating all in itself. Also, of course, and, and and just a really quick story, quote if I can. I mean, please, um, please, man, please. How that came about, you guys, is I had a crush on this young lady because I'm from a very small town, right? A very small town, and so everybody knows everybody. And so I had this crush on this young lady, and I came home to my mom and said, "Mom, I said, oh, I got I met this girl. She is the bomb. You know what I'm saying?" And she was like, "Oh, that's sweet, honey. Well, what's her name?" I told her her name, and she was like, "Oh." Yeah, you can't date her. I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> Wait a minute, now. I, I love you. What you know? What I do in my business? I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? I won't grow, but still. And uh, she was like, no, no, you, you, you can't be with her. And so it took about two weeks for her for me to drag it out of her. Why I couldn't date this young lady? And then she finally told me. She was like, well, sit, on, sit on. I never will forget. I was 16 and a half, almost 17. I sat on the end of her bed, and she said, um, "Baby, the reason why I told you." that you can't date this young lady is because she's your half-sister. Oh, man. And I'm like, what What you mean, half-sister? I don't know. Aiden, Aiden Walter, my father, what are, you, what are you talking about? He ain't got no kids other than my brother. What you talking about? And uh, <laughs> she was like, well, no, he's... And then, then she goes into, he's not your he's not your father, and uh, he he stepped up to be your father, but he's not your bio dad. And so she, right. I said, well, Mom, who is he? And so she gave me a name. And it was a whole story story after that, and I, I got to see him in the grocery store two weeks later. It wasn't pretty. Um, so, yeah. But after that, mm-hmm. uh, I was mad at my mom for many, many moons. So everything that I did, everything that I did after that was uh, in rebellion to my mother. Wow. So, yeah. Now, rough, that, now that I did not know, because I know how special your mother is to you, and yeah. we will definitely talk about her later on. Yeah. You were North Carolinian. I lived in the state for um, almost two years. Yeah. And so I understand the deal when I ask this question. So I got to <laughs> ask it of you. Okay. And this is an important one for a North Carolinian. Absolutely. Duke or North Carolina and why? Quit playing with me. And you already know me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, uh, you know, and I, and I answer because I'm on your, I'm on your show. I won't, I won't get too rowdy on your show. But uh, it's Duke all day for me. Um, and... I, I can't tell you why. I just, it, it was one of the, it was, I was in maybe the seventh grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I saw Bobby Hurley play for the first time. Okay. You know, and I was just intrigued. And I saw Cameron Indoor Stadium and I was like, oh my God, I want to go there. And, and then, and, and so, and then the darker shade of blue, as you can see that I'm wearing today. Um, right. Uh, I've always been a fan of the darker shades. 
uh, team light skin, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, I can't rock it, bro. Like I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, I like Steph Curry, but he's from North Carolina too. You know, right? Um, but yeah, but I can't tell you why. It's it's always been Duke. I can't tell you why. Um, but I just been a fan. I've been a fan since I was a little bit of boy. Okay. And I remember back in 2018, I went home um, mm-hmm. for, and it was on um, Thanksgiving break or whatever. Yeah. And I got to go inside of Cameron Indoor Stadium. When I tell oh, you, it nice. was my Graceland, bro. Nice. And and that was that was the summer before Zion got there. Right. Um, man, I got to shoot hoops on 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 Coach K's court. Man, it was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, it's it's Duke. Sorry. I didn't mean to go long winded on you. Dude. No, no. No, no, yeah. no. You can go as long as you want. Uh <laughs> well then well, okay, if you can't explain why Duke, then why not North Carolina? <sighs> It's that shade of blue, man. <laughs> it's like it's like you're it's it's like you had a freeze pop, uh, like a, a light blue freeze pop, and then you threw it up, and that's the color. That, that that's what it would look like. You know, I, I can't, yeah, I just can't. I've never been a fan. Um, oh my gosh, Jordan was the only good reason why I, I like Carolina a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't like Dean Smith. Um, I don't know why. Don't don't ask me. It was just. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like people who live in Florida. You either a Florida Gator fan or you're a Hurricane fan. You can't be anything in between. And it's like they can't tell you why either. It is. It's kind of like it's a birthright. You yeah. come out of the womb hating Miami. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what it was for me. I came out of the womb hating Carolina. Okay, man. No, no, no problem. No, no problem with that. Okay. All right. So, as a youngster, how important was family to you? It was very important. Uh, I remember we used to have, you know, get togethers on my uh, get togethers at my grandma's on the weekends. All my cousins would come over, and we would just, you know, and and my grandma had a house with no uh, no indoor plumbing, so we would, she had our house, and so we would, uh, they would all gather over there every single Saturday, and we would stay there all Saturday long. They play they play spades and um, pity pat, and we have a good time. It's in this in this spend all day. Um, when once my mom once my mom got sick, even though my grandma is the matriarch, my mother ran it. My mother ran things. Gotcha. And so once my mom passed away in '07, um, the family went kaput. You know, after she passed away, even though grandma's still around. But uh, once mom passed away, it was kind of it. Uh, family's still important. I still keep in touch with uh, a few of my cousins that I, uh, that I used to roll with. But you know, after mom passed away, I got an uncle in prison. Got an uncle who's got you know stage four uh, renal failure. I mean, he's, he's you know trying to keep in contact with him. You know, got, a, got a couple of aunties. Well, got an eight auntie that's still around. Mm-hmm. So just family's always been family, but I realize that family will always, not always, but family will be, will be the first ones to stick you if you if you're in a bind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love them. They know I love them, but I won't ask them for anything. Mm. Relations with Terry Little will return right after this. You have to learn to live with yourself. 
before you can make a commitment of yourself to someone else. When you go to something that's already structured, like the church, I don't need to go in there thinking I'm a pastor. It's like already one set up, you know what I'm saying? It, was, it just had everything, but I learned, you know what I'm saying? I, everything I did, I learned from. So we look forward to seeing you same time, same place. Know that we love you, God loves you more. Continue to stay safe, do the right thing. Stay out of trouble. Conversation that informs a community. Brothers of Legacy. Every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. If you're looking for a sports program that gives you the flavor. Washington Commanders? Really? This whole thing stinks to high heaven. That pulls no punches. Thuggish act by a thuggish actor. That gives you some humor. Praise everything LeBron does and never criticize it. If you want a show that gives you good times, then this is that show. BS3 Network proudly presents I am Cole Johnson and welcome to Cole Sports with a Z every Friday on Patreon and every Saturday on YouTube, Spreaker and all other outlets Podcaster and co-executive producer of WLEO, mm. Terry Little, joins me on Revelations. He's just opened the way for us here, and now it is time that we walk across that bridge into prosperity. Now, here at Bridge of Prosperity, we link childhood lessons to adult application. Now, you have honestly talked about fatherhood in so many different platforms. You said on this show that you first became a father at 17. How did you handle it at first? <laughs> like any like any other man would <laughs> at 17. Um, you know, I went through the, when I tell you, it, it's the, I went through the same, the normal Circumstance when you get that phone call from your girlfriend oh. and she says, I'm late. I'm like, Oh, okay, late for what? <laughs> <laughs> what you late for? You talking about, you know what I'm saying? Um, because here's the thing here's, a, here's the, 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 the dynamic to that is that I was never taught the birds and the bees. My mother never sat down with me and said, This is what's what, right? So I was winging it, and so when I first had my first sexual experience, I had no idea what I was doing. I, you know, I knew I had a penis. I knew that. Right. I knew that when I did certain things, certain stuff come out, I, I, I knew that, but I didn't know the premise. So uh, that's not an excuse. That's just what it was. Right. Um, so when I got that phone call from my then girlfriend, uh, who I love very much at the time, mm-hmm. uh, she says, I'm pregnant. But my, my first thing is where every man will say, it ain't mine. <laughs> you did not go shaggy and say it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't me. It's not like it ain't mine. Um. So that you know, 
that whole situation was one of the one of the, the pillars of my life and made me who the, the man that I am because I went through so much yeah. with my baby's mother mm-hmm. um, at such a young age. And I'm still in high school. I hadn't even graduated high school yet. Right. And uh, she had a baby, got pregnant. You know, she had uh, Tanika, my, my oldest girl. Mm-hmm. And it was just a traumatic. I was, on, I was so, I know about the child support system and how early they can put you on that bad boy. They don't care. You know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, and I played child support for years, you know, after, mm-hmm. um, but the mental, uh, toll that it took on me because my baby mama would be on me. Why, what, what you doing that for? You go to, you need to go to work. Oh, child I, I went through a whole thing and for years she, she controlled everything I did with my daughter. You know, you can't take, it. you got to bring her back here this time. And I mean, it was, it was, it was so much stuff. Oh, and that mental toll took a lot, but it made me, it, it, you know, eventually it made me the man of who I am, but you know, my daughter and I had a strange relationship, you know, because mm-hmm. I was, the, I was that absent father. I was not there for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did an episode uh, on the Loverhead Chronicles with my daughters, uh, Tanika and Brianna, my two uh, daughters. And that was heavy because the title of it was daddy. Where were you? <clears throat> And it was tough. It was tough, man. It was tough. And I, you know, I'm still trying to make amends, but we are in a better place now. Man, no, you, you, sir, a credit to you yeah. uh, to face that and to look at your two adult daughters and, and basically be in an open, vulnerable vessel saying, look, just, just tell me in the ways that I've, I won't say failed, but tell me in the ways where I wasn't, I wasn't present for you. Right. And, you were, and you were willing to receive it from them without being defensive. That yeah. is an, that's a credit that was, to you. That was a hard episode, bro. I, that, that, I ain't even lying. That, that was a hard one, but. I would have to be the hardest, man, that you've ever done. Yeah, that was, it, it was uh, by far and away. I mean, and you used, and you said, you know, failed, not the word you want to use, but what failed is exactly what I did. And that was one of the words that I used in my episode was I failed, I failed them. So what other lessons did you learn in early adulthood that you take with you today? Oh man. Um, I've learned so much. I've learned that you, one of the, one of the things I learned I learned it, but didn't but didn't put it to my life until later. But I learned this: you cannot make decisions out of emotion only. Cannot do it. And I made so many bad moves as a youngin because I, I was mad at somebody, or like I told I was, I was telling you at the top of the show, I made a lot of I made a lot of decisions because I was mad at my mom. Emotion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going out here having sex, not knowing what I'm doing, you know that was that was in rebellion, right? Uh, I've been married three times, so I've been I got married at 19. I turned around, uh, and then after I left the first wife, I was I ended up with a lady who was 26 years my senior. <clears throat> I want y'all to catch that in the third heaven out there, whoever listening, you took wherever y'all at, 26 years. My senior. Now you gotta put. It, I put. I put some math on it. I'm 47 now. Add it. <laughs> so I was dating. I was dating somebody. By the time I was dating her, I was 21. I was dating her. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Stop making stop making moves on emotion. Right? Mm-hmm. Think before you speak. Let's be real. I'm gonna be all you with which I came I became a man at thirty five. Right. I was a I've been a male all of my life. Oh yeah. But I came a man at thirty five. All because of everything that I've learned and what I've done and dealt with and hurt people and all that. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, we, we we're here on that one for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, how long did it take for you to forgive? Since you just mentioned that you have been married thrice, I know you're currently married now. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, we'll talk about that love of your life a little later. Yeah. But uh, how long did it take for you to lick the wounds of your first two exes? Huh. <laughs> That's a that's a loaded question, Nicole. Well, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you asked it. <laughs> wow, yeah, you do have a knack for this. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a, my first marriage at 19. It didn't last. It, it only lasted. We stayed together physically together for a year, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was one of those things you kind of chalk it up to being young and dumb, right? My first marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of it was a love hate thing. We we ended up hating each other so much to where it it didn't even bother me to be away from her. Now my second marriage, on the other hand, that was different um, because after her, it took me a long time to lick the wounds. The licking of the wounds, if I could be honest, mm-hmm. the licking of the wounds came in happened all the way into my third marriage. You have to close the door, you know, <laughs> that a lot of times when you leave yes. that crack in the door, that only allows the enemy to come back in and destroy what you're working with. So you have to slam. Sometimes, see my door, I had to close it, slam it. Shut. <laughs> no, no, I, I had to because it was that enemy, that, that booger was on my neck. Like, mm. And he was destined to destroy what I had, what I have now. Yeah. And all the blessings that God has bestowed upon me, my third wife. Right. Um, I would have never received those had I let that devil, had I not slammed and nailed that door shut. Right. How, when did you make it to and why Idaho? Okay. This is, I love telling this story. This is a fun story. Okay. So me and Melissa, we were dating. Um, um, I, I first met Melissa in 2011 mm-hmm. and at Walmart, but she was, in, she was in a certain place in her life um, to where she, she she did her thing. She was partying and things of that nature. Just, you know, and she would never date me. She I, I asked her out. She wouldn't date me. Now, my situation was I was living with my second wife. It's strange. It was in the same house, but we wasn't having that kind of relationship. We were dating long distance. We had plans of getting together and moving, her moving to North Carolina, her and the kids. Uh, but it just, it didn't pan out, right? So her friend was like, hey, you guys come, come to Idaho. We'll take care of you. We'll give you a place to stay. We'll give you a job. And they did every single thing they said. And so she brought it to me. And she says, babe, let's, let's move to Idaho. And I'm like, right, what? <laughs> I don't think I know about Idaho is potatoes. You know what I'm saying? But so my first question was, well, first of all, where's where? Excuse my French here. The first thing I said was, "Where the <laughs> Idaho?" First question. <laughs> Second question was, 
Um, <laughs> second question was, how many black folk in Idaho? It was five years, and we left there last January. And before we left Idaho, I did a video, and they say you know, the title was "Goodbye Idaho." Mm-hmm. And I said one of the lines that I said, I had like a hundred people in that, in that live, and they were, and I said, um, I, I I came to Idaho with my girlfriend and her two kids, but I'm leaving here with a family. Nice. And I tell you what, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. <laughs> so it was crazy but yeah I know it was a good experience it really was more with Terry Little on the other side this is Revelations Steph Curry. Tim Anderson. Jordan Alvarez. And it's caught. Debo Samuel with the catch. Michael Jordan can sense. The throw just got the king. BS3 Network. The hottest of hot takes. The coldest of cold hard facts. This is Snowman in the Morning with Gold Johnson. Weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Check your local listings for your viewing and listening pleasure. Alicia. You can't hold somebody to that standard if you haven't voiced what you want and what you're needing from that. Mika. If you're not communicating expectations, you're waiting for your feelings to be hurt. Nicole. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to take the time out to be alone and to get themselves together. Ivan. You got to be willing to work through stuff. And from the jump street, y'all done had problems. Maybe you don't need to be working through those. BS3 Network proudly presents Queen 3 and King Podcast. Live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Podcaster, good storyteller, as you can see, <laughs> good executive of WLEO. I told you the verbose Terry Little joining me on Revelations. What's up, man? <laughs> I can't tell a good story. Somebody did something. Like that. They said, "Terry, you, you tell us." So, it's like it's like the woman on, on the uh, that woman on the Forrest Gump movie. She said, like, "I think it's an excellent story, and you tell it so well." That's that. that I get that all the time. I get that a lot. <laughs> well. You're probably going to be hearing some more stories because we're now going to walk behind the purpose of this man. Mm. We're going to climb behind the purpose of one Terry Little. Now, behind a purpose, it's the reason why we function the way we do. So I'm just going to come right out and say it. Who was smoking when they nicknamed you the guru? I got that nickname. I used to do a podcast, me and E-Digger. 
<laughs> we, we this is how we went. We met long before that, but we did a podcast called Shout out to E Digger. Shout out to E Digger. Yeah. Uh, we did a podcast together called Brunching with a young lady named Lise Winnie out of uh, they're, they're out of Baltimore. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ashley, the cannabis nurse. Um, so it was us four. And she named me that. I was, a, I did a guest spot, you know, one, one weekend. And, uh, yeah. And she gave me that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think she asked me something and I gave her a bunch of wisdom and dropped some nuggets or whatever. And ever since she's, and that name just kind of stuck. Can't take you nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Oh well, well. Now, in the last segment, you mentioned uh, you mentioned your your wife. Mm-hmm. You go absolutely hard for her. Yes, which that is one of the reasons why I I am drawn to you. So I know I can't really quantify with one particular value. That word again, quantify. What does that mean? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh. What value has she brought to you in your life? Oh man, uh, she has brought a lot out of me. Um, she loved me even when I was I, I had nothing. I was about nothing, um, and she loved me. Uh, she, phew, man, the loyalty, the support. Um, she is the epitome. One of the things that I've learned as a man Mm -hmm. is that anytime you hurt a woman, no matter what it is you do, you, you you lie, you, you didn't got to go as far as cheating, but if you can just lie and if that trust is ever misplaced, bro, it is absolutely over. And it takes a special type. It takes a special woman to love you through that and still be in your life. That's what she showed me. She showed me that you can piss on me, but I piss harder. And I still love you. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's some things that we had to work through. And there's some things that we are still working through through the day. Of course. But that's why we have counseling and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she showed me that I could be the man that I want to be or that I think that I can be. I just got to pull it out. Uh, Melissa, uh, she is uh, not of uh, your skin persuasion, is she? Correct. No, she's not. All right. So how is it to be in an interracial marriage? I knew knew that was coming. Um, (laughs) To me, it's no different than being in in, in a a marriage with... uh, Person of the same color. Now, the only time an interracial marriage becomes an issue or even a question is like when you are in a place like Idaho, where we used to get looks. I remember one year; I think it was our first anniversary, and we went to uh, what did we? It was Olive Garden for our anniversary, mm-hmm. and this is in the middle of COVID. I mean, so they were just opening up, you know, right. and right. so they had uh, tables. Skipping tables to where you, you know, and we're sitting there eating, mm-hmm. and there was this woman that was behind us, and she just kept staring. It's like I can't believe they're together. She's she's white. She's black. Hold on, you know. <laughs> she wanted she wanted to, she wanted to pull a Karen, but she wasn't sure how to do it. Doing <laughs> 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 that video. <laughs> uh, 
We talked about her earlier. Mm. I think it's a wonderful time to talk about her now. How important is, and I do stress is on purpose, your mother? My mother. Um, she was uh, she was a great woman. She was she she was, um, and she just like she wasn't any different from anybody else. You know who had who had a past, who had things they weren't proud of. You know that she went through. Um, I think at, toward the end of her life, once this came out about uh, my dad or my uh, my non bio dad, um, there was a level of there was a level of shame that she walked through because she didn't have any answers, you know, yeah. for me. Uh, she gave me a couple of guesses, but, you know, not, not being the answer, so there's a level of shame she walked through. But my toughness, my, I ain't going to take that from you, that's from my mom. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I can't, I, I get everything from my mom because I don't know who my dad is. I don't know what I got from him. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I just know that uh, uh, my mother was the end all for me. And, and it was hard for me to, um, watch her go, but I I know that uh, she is in a better place. I know she's not hurting anymore, but right. I'm the man I am because of her. Yeah, you know, um, people say if you look at a picture of my mom and look at me, that's twinsies. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. That's my that's my honey. She will be she will forever be my girl. You know, and um, I miss her like tremendous. Uh, there are days yeah. during the year where I am no good. Like her birthday. Right. I ain't went for crap. Don't call me. <laughs> I ain't doing no videos. I ain't doing nothing. You know, because um, I, I still mourn yeah. her passing. Um, yeah. and she's been gone since, she's been gone 15 years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah. But I, I still mourn. I still mourn on her birthday and her death day. You know, I was telling, I, 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 just, I just told, I did an episode the other day called Why Is Death So Final? On my mm-hmm. so if you want to go check it out, you can. You can. Yeah. Um, and I told a story about when my mom passed away the, the week before she passed away. Uh, my mother had sarcoidosis and she needed a double lung transplant. She had lupus. She had a lot of things happening at the end of her at the end of her life. Right. And so the last time she was hospitalized, uh, she got sick, and seem things were seeming to, to be getting better, mm-hmm. and then she got bad, oh. and then my my brother called me. And he says, hey, you need to go see mom. You need to come out here and see mom. Because I was living about two hours away. And you need to come and see mom. And she's not doing well. It's okay. So when I got that call, that was on a Wednesday. That Sunday, she was oh, up. Wow. She had woke up and she was she was praising God and reading the Bible. Because my mom was a preacher. You might yeah. know that. Right, right. So she was up praising God and reading the Bible and this and that. That was on Sunday. Right. The following Tuesday, I finally get down there, and she's on the ventilator. And they was like, she, and my mom never regained consciousness, of course, but right. uh, that Tuesday I got down there. My, my dad, my auntie, my grandma, all of them, they're in the room with her, and they just, you know, oh, my mom's name was, was Patricia. So they kept, come on, Pat, I need for you to come through. I, I threw everybody out of the room. I said, get out, everybody, right now. And and I'm not going to get choked up here, but I threw everybody out the room, and I I pulled up a chair beside her bed, and I took her by the hand, and I didn't know whether she heard me, I don't know, right? 
some folks say she did that she did hear me. I took her by the hand and I I got to her ear and I said, Mama, you know, I love you. I miss you. I'm sorry. Because sometimes you don't get that. You don't get to say, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And I say, I say, Mama, I'm sorry. I wasn't the son that I should have been. I, sh- I should have been better. I should have done this. I should have done a lot of things. And I want you back. But if you're tired, go. Mm. Mm. And I remember, uh, I remember looking over, I remember looking over to her, and she, one tear rolled down the side of her face, mm. and I, I let her hand go, and I called everybody else back in, and you know, it was fine. Um, but she passed away the next morning. You know, my brother called me at four in the morning, and she passed away, and, and uh, I have, I've had people tell me. She wouldn't die. She wouldn't pass away until you were there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> make it, you know, make it more emotional. Than, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But she was just such a, such a bright light. You know, she set the mood anytime she walked into the door. You know, sick or not, our oxygen tank, or oxygen or not, she was, she shut the party down when she come in there. Hmm. And I miss her. Yeah. You know, I, I do. There there are days where I try not to think I try not to think about how much I miss her. Because I think about her every day, but there that you know, it's it's just hard. Um Yeah, she was great. I miss her. Uh, you grown as a man with just in dealing with her. Yeah. Just in that lane alone, you grew as a man with her. Uh, you know, dealing with the relationship issues you've had, dealing with the you know, dealing with your daughters who did you had as a teenager, yeah, and 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 licking your wounds of your ex, and then there is your special needs son. Mm. Yeah, how has he made you a better man? He's taught me how to love correctly. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's taught me how to love correctly because. You know, everybody, everybody's definition of love is always superficial and what they can do for you or what you can do for them, you know. But loving someone who can't tell you they love you back, that's different. Um, my son is, is pre-verbal. I, I believe, I believe in my whole spirit that he's going to talk one day. And when he does, he's going to shut, he's going he's gonna to talk the ear off of everybody he's, he touches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um. Autism is something that you have to learn. It is an everyday thing. It's not. It's not something you're gonna pick it all up at one time and you know read a book. And it's just not. Yeah. And he has taught me how to communicate non-verbally. He has taught me that just because I'm not normal in the sense, I'm still normal in the sense. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and that, and that is. He's taught me so much. He walks around here. He has grown so much since we've been here. You know, he smiles a lot. He laughs and giggles. He, I mean, he laughs and giggles all day. You know? <laughs> um, there's only one person that he'll wave to. And that's E Digger. If he sees, if he sees, <laughs> and then and, and E will tell you. E will tell you. If if if, if me and E are on a Facetime call or or some kind of a Zoom or anything like that, and he see E, he's gonna automatically. I ain't got to tell him to. No, he, he'll throw that end up and wave. That is um, awesome. But he, 
but he, he's taught me how to love. He taught my wife and I to work as a team because when we go out as a family, we have to team, we have to uh, team support him because he sometimes with his autism, he misses certain social cues. Like he doesn't, he can't, you know, he doesn't like, he's not going to sit down in one spot, you know, for a long time. Um, and we have to be, we have to work as a team. So that particular aspect of what um, the autism is, is that it, it teaches or builds, builds, build it. I can't talk. It's building, team building. We have to team, not learn how to be a team. And so um, communication, team building, communication. Um, yeah. One of the biggest things. Or three of the biggest things, really. See, this is why you need to learn big words, Terry. <laughs> Shut all the way up, bro. <laughs> oh. Wait, 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 wait. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go, Cole. Yeah. I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't shut your ass <laughs> up, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I feel about that, Cole. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> Revelations will return with more Terry Little. Discouragement, sorrow, distance. Your arguments cause damage to your family. The hurt leads to divorce. You feel like there is nowhere else to turn. But there is hope for you. That's where we come into play. There is an overcomer that lives inside of you. One ready to take on the world as you leap for joy, living in victory. You'll grow to love yourself and others. There's life after divorce, and you can claim it today. Get over divorce, where your new story begins here every Thursday on YouTube and Spreaker. TED Talk, but I don't have anything to talk about yet. I'm getting there. Life is for the living. We're not here that long. You can learn anything you want to learn without any money spent. What do I really enjoy? What do I really want out of life? I am your host, W-I-Z-E. Are you in a life-holding pattern? Well, this is for you. Welcome to the Stuck In My Mind podcast. You want to watch these interviews commercial free? Well, now you can. Revelations is on Patreon. Become a patron today. Podcaster and radio executive, 
I like seeing that. Uh, Terry Little <laughs> uh, just basically wrecked shop uh, in the last segment of uh, Revelations. And he's opened the way. He's walked across that bridge. He definitely has given you the reason why he is the way he is. Now it's time to bring all of that to light. Now, all of us shine in a unique way, and Terry is not any exception. So when did you know the podcasting and basic, basically vlogging was for you? Now, this is for the folks that's been following me for a while. I used to do a show called The Common Sense Show TV. And I used to do that bad boy. Uh, this is when we first moved to Idaho. No, it was back in twenty. I want to say uh, 17 mm-hmm. and I used to do it in my basement and I had a tripod and I had an iPad and I had my phone. So I was uh, on, this is when Periscope was a big thing. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would br- do a broadcast on Facebook. That's when Facebook first introduced Facebook live. Mm-hmm. So I was, I would broadcast on Facebook live and I would broadcast on Periscope. And my common sense show TV would we'll just bring folks. And it was just a, a show where I would just stand in front of the camera and I would just give advice. It's kind of like what I was doing a while ago. I would just give advice and people would just come in by the droves, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this is what I need to do then, you know. Mm-hmm. And I got I got with A.D. Walker. Mm-hmm. And A.D. was like, hey, man, you should do a podcast. Yeah, I'm like whatever. And that's when I joined Boys the Buzz of Legacy. Right. And then I started doing, you know, my own uh podcast on my own. So I, it's it's been through several name changes and it's been through a couple of ups and downs and starts and stops, but um it's it's back. You know, I try to I try to keep it as um I try to keep it as current as I possibly can. Like I say, I did one the other, I did the episode the other day. I don't do them weekly. I should get back on the schedule and just do them Monday, Wednesday, and Friday like I used to do. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, but that is when it hit. When people started inboxing me, and I had people that were inboxing me and saying, "Yo, what you just said, you know that that changed my life." I was sick, and I was going. I would listen to you when I was going mm-hmm. through, and I'm like, "What? Who? Okay, that's that's me, right?" And then when I do a podcast on on uh, car buying, you know, buying a car, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's my that's why I do nine to five. I said that, right. that uh, intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, I have, I had, a, I had a friend of mine that had bought his first Tesla. Listen to what I, you know, giving it, listen to the advice that I gave him, mm-hmm. and he got it, he got it for a steal, you know, and not, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but when I first get those inboxes and and people were just like, I'm just so thankful that you were able to instill. And a lot of people, I, one of my biggest fans that would always comment and inbox and stuff like that. She passed away here about uh, three months ago. And uh, that hurt me. That broke my heart. I tell you. Um, but she was just, you know, you should you keep going. Don't you? You better not stop. You you better not ever stop. There's somebody, you know. And I remember her telling me one day in a in a, in a, in a Facetime chat we had, and she says, you know, you aren't you aren't for everybody, but there is a remnant of people just for you. That's not gonna listen to anybody else's voice but you. So you have to get out there and you have to keep giving you know using your voice until you find them. Mm. No, yeah, 
Wow. That, well, yeah, you have a voice, sir. There's no question about that. Uh, no debating that. Now, I met you doing another venture that, of course, that will not be mentioned. But uh, while I met you doing this venture, you were doing Brothers of Legacy, as you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And you were doing another uh, podcast slash video cast uh, with the aforementioned uh, Anthony Walker, a.k.a. A.D. Yeah. Shout out, brother. So that, yeah. uh, and, and it's called Brothers Who Talk. And here's the funny thing about this. So in doing research for you, mm-hmm. I came across an episode entitled Making Decisions Out of Emotions. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how would you describe your time doing both shows? Oh, man. Tiring. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, because the Buzz of Legacy, we went every day. Uh, it yes. was um, we had a we had the early morning show, mm-hmm. and we'd go for an hour, hour, you know, hour and a half, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we would do both who talk, and it it was just tiring. Um, I sucked at editing, so AD took over that job, so it became a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but we it, it was a great time because I had to use my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when they say the, the the an idle mind that was playground, that's true. So if you're not doing something productive, you can kind of venture off into something else that you ain't you no know, business venturing off to. But doing doing the buzz who talk and doing the uh, doing the buzz of legacy kept me sharp. Had to because if I could not use my brain productively in the buzz of buzz of legacy, guess what? It'd be four of us sitting there. Well, actually, three of them talking. I'm sitting looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because in order for you, in order for you to be productive in the show, you gotta, you know. Uh, so it kept my brain going. Tiring, yes. For uh, worth it, yes. Will I do it again? Yes. The vehicle that I had come to know you best as mm-hmm. the Knucklehead Chronicles <laughs> podcast. Yeah. All right. Why did you create it? What purpose do you want to serve with it? And what directions did you first want to have with it, and how did that direction change? Mm. Again, you do, you need loaded loaded questions today, boy. I tell you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Head Chronicles came about. Um, my best friend name was Kenya Kenya McNeil. Well, is Kenya still my best friend? Mm-hmm. Um, when I went through my separation back in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, I went to go live with a best friend of mine and I went through all kinds of stuff. And she, and she said, she called me up and said, you're such a knucklehead. You just do some stupid stuff. You should write a book. And that's where it came about. Knucklehead Chronicles was a book idea from my best friend, Kenya. And I hate writing. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I was going to do it in video. Well, I do it in video. I did it in audio. <laughs> when, I, when I first told my story, I did it in audio. And it was a 10-part series and people loved it. And that's where it came from. Nice. That's where it came from. And my goal, where I want to, is for people to not be knuckleheads. You know, that's the that's the whole point. I want I want guys to I want guys and girls to understand mm-hmm. that just because. And and if you listen to my if you listen to the intro of my podcast, it says just because you were dealt a bad hand, to mean you got to keep it. You know what I'm saying? I want people to understand that you don't, just because you were dealt, this this happened to you, 
mother, father issues, whatever that, that, mm-hmm. that the hand was dealt, do not have to keep it. Consider it like a hand of poker. If you're playing, if you're playing seven card draw, guess what? If you got three cards that, that, that suck, throw them back and get some old. That's what life is. Life is. And that is what, I, that's my goal is to help people through because some people that are going through believe that they're the only person going through that said situation, you know, when they're going through it, you know what I'm saying? And you're not, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's thousands of other people that are going through the same thing you are, but people love the story of a comeback. People love, uh, empowerment. If I tell you I've been through cheating and death and divorce and all that. And that here I am here living in the $300,000 house with two cars in the yard with a beautiful wife and a family. After going through all that, you want to hear that story because if you can do it, I can do it too. That's the whole point. And in speaking of the digger, and yes, sir, if you're watching this, I do want you on Revelations because I really believe. Oh yeah, yeah that you would you would rock you would rock this platform as a guest, sir. Yeah, uh, he, I have a huge amount of respect for him. Uh, you are a co-executive producer of said radio station WLEO with him. So, what made you want to go into that arena with him? Oh man, I probably want to do radio. Mm-hmm. I probably want to do radio. And when he first launched WLEO, um, we both went into it. You know, I think um, I went in half on the licensing in order for us to play music on the on the thing. Right. And uh, you know. <sighs> You know, me and E me and E been rocking for a long time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Anything anything E do, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm whatever he on, I'm on. That's kind of what that is. Right. And uh but I've always wanted to be in the radio. And I remember doing my first radio show on WLEO. Man, that was the bomb. Oh man, the feeling. I mean, just that having a little stage breaks and playing the music and coming back and kinda like what you're doing on video, but just mm-hmm. audio only. It was great. I loved it. Um, you know, I did my show, I like I think I did my show on Tuesday, Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I had different topics, and I loved it. It's it's it's, it's no different than podcasting. It's just you're on radio. Radio executive, podcaster, video blogger, or video uh, producer, too. And the host and producer of Knucklehead Chronicles podcast, Terry Little. Join me on Revelations. I'm sorry, you were saying something, sir? No, I was saying you. That's, that's why you're my dude. That's yeah, why well, you're my dude. Yeah. No, that's, well, that's why you're mine, too, brother. Uh, this is now the time of the show where in the ode and in the uh, honor of De La Soul, we're going to go plug tuning plug tuning okay like right. it. <laughs> plug tuning and this is of course when we have the guest on the show yeah. plug whatever it is on his uh, or her heart's desire doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how long it is right they have the opportunity to plug whatever they want so sir oh. the floor is yours whatever you uh, want to plug go for it i appreciate that man i thought <laughs> i thought we were gonna listen to some music for a minute i know what's going on all right so um <laughs> Say okay, you guys can catch me Sundays, two thirty p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time on the BS3 TV Network. 
and we're on Facebook. We're on Roku, of course. So if you have a Roku TV at home, you can check out the BS3 Network. Uh, you catch the Knucklehead Chronicles at 2.30 every single Sunday. Um, check out my man, E Digger, WLEO. We're coming back online here pretty soon. E Digger has what's on E Digger's mind on BS3 TV Network. Um, let's see who else. Oh, my personal podcast. You can check that out on all podcasting platforms because that platform is audio only. So if you're on Apple, definitely check out the podcasting app, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, oh, don't t- check out Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. I, I, I can't I think the name of the title right now. But I, I know it's Snowman. Mm-hmm. It's Snowman and Cole. Mm-hmm. Was it Cole and Snowman? What is it? Yeah, uh, Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Smart date that. Follow that <laughs> morning on. You. All your all your platforms and such. They are they're a great team. I've probably listened to a couple of shows. You guys are a great team. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for giving me flowers when it was time for you to plug your own stuff. I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. But that but that is Terry for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> podcaster, uh, car salesman. We talked a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get into it, but yeah, that's it. That's my that's my joint. Uh, Co executive producer of WLEO and the host producer of the Knuckle Chronicle, the Knucklehead Chronicles podcast. Very, very easy to say, isn't it? Uh, Terry Little. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank, Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. It's a beautiful thing when you can catch up with somebody. A good friend is hard to find. However, with Terry, it's a relationship I personally treasure. Through all the hardships he's endured, Terry still managed to come out on top with a smile on his face and a song in his heart. The Bible says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit drives up the bone. Coping with being a father who, in his own words, failed his mother's death and a son with special needs, it would make any person bitter. Terry is an example of being greater later in your life and an inspiration to us all. Many thanks to Terry Little for giving us his perspective on life. Hopefully that picture that I just grabbed didn't have a booger. And uh, why don't you join us every Tuesday on YouTube where you can see a different person such as Terry being interviewed by me each and every week. For changing the world one conversation at a time. I am Cole Johnson and this has been Revelations. for tuning into Revelations. To download this episode, go to Acast and type Revelations. For apparel, go to Spring and type Revelations. Music by Lakey Inspired. Inspired.